0: Hey everybody. So this week we're going to be doing a re-release of one of our favorite episodes. It's our episode with Kelly Levesque. And for those of you that haven't heard it, it's incredible. Kelly Levesque is an amazing nutritionist who works with tons of celebrities um, like Jennifer Garner, for one, to be exact. And Kelly Levesque's whole theory is about the Fab Four, which she goes into a lot of detail on on the podcast. And, um... Yeah, she shares Jennifer Garner's smoothie recipe, so you're probably going to want to give this a listen. Kelly Levesque is so amazing. We love her. Her theory, her whole approach to nutrition is so awesome. And we hope you love this episode if you haven't heard it. And if you have heard it, give it another listen or, you know, go make a smoothie or something. I don't know, live your life. Okay, well, we'll see you guys next week and enjoy.
1: Let's get ready to Hey, Glomies. I'm, like, there's a radiant pregnant woman in our space right now, and I'm freaking out. I'm shaking. It's just one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in the flesh. Also, we're both wearing dresses today, which is insane. We so is our guest. We our
0: A game for our
1: guest. That's really interesting. Wow. Also, I, it's, I'm slowly gaining weight, so that's why I'm wearing a comfy dress.
0: I like you gaining weight. You're wearing something that's, like, cocktail, a, cocktail
1: hour appropriate. I believe you called me Jackie Kennedy.
0: You are wearing... <laughs> You are wearing like an A-line or I don't even know what it is. It's like a sheath dress. It's very it's very classy,
1: Esther. You are like a very Natalie Portman 90s mm. like fresh. Where's what's going on with your Natalie look?
0: Portman's cousin who's still in Israel? <laughs> <laughs> this is um a thrift store gap number. Are you serious? A vintage gap <gasps> number.
1: That is, that's my jam. I think that's why you're kind of giving me mommy vibes because my mom is a big Gap 90s person. Yeah, this
0: was definitely a mom who decided she didn't need this dress anymore and she gave it to like (laughs) the over
1: like Goodwill. (laughs) Will you breastfeed me
0: later today? If I can produce milk, I will, but you know my ducks have been dry. (laughs) Just
1: cut me up a watermelon
0: and we'll call it even. All right. We are so excited about our guest today. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I mean, she's an icon of wellness. She's a legendary, legendary nutritionist. She's a celebrity nutritionist. She's a celebrity nutritionist. And
1: her clients are... The roster We're talking A-list. You don't meet an A-list nutritionist just every day on the Glowing Up podcast. I mean, in my dreams, I do. She is... Also, her presence is just like... It's very nice. (laughs) Positive. Pleasant. Beautiful. You guys, please welcome to the podcast, Kelly Levesque. (laughs) <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. I was I was truly expecting applause because I've been doing a lot of stand up lately, I'm and I was I was like waiting for the laughs and applause. I'm well, gonna...
2: I've been holding in a laugh over here for like. Is this how it starts every time? You guys are hysterical. We're um, just really we're
1: trying to impress you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're so true. To... Our yeah. listeners are like, wow. Why are they being
0: so charming today? Yeah, we're one hundred percent trying to impress you. We just want you to like us. Well, I mean, Kelly, you really are so, you are the epitome of the glowing, of a glowing woman in general, but a glowing pregnant woman right now, especially.
2: Oh, thank you very much. You you don't feel like that when you're pregnant. So, you know, just bring on the compliments.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I would give anything to be your baby. I know. As creepy as that sounds, your baby <laughs> is a probably a vision of health when your gorgeous little baby shoots out he or she is just going to be radiating positivity and health well let's hope it shoots out and <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take forever well you know well i i bet it'll be a quick shoot
1: okay yeah, yeah got fingers crossed got a strong right? pelvic floor i'm when sure when you're healthy it just kind of pops just out slides on mm-hmm. out just slips where's
0: sometimes. mine's gonna be a 50 plus hour labor <laughs> Couldn't have to me. get a
1: a hammer and a, like a chisel pickaxe
0: oh no <laughs> i'm gonna have a rip i know it's gonna rip
1: Oh, let's not talk about this Let's move on. Yeah, we're not professional. Let's let's get to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Kelly took a deep dive. (laughs) Okay, okay. So
2: Kelly, you're a nutritionist, Mm -hmm. and I know you have a book. You have? Do you
1: have more than one book now?
2: Um, so Body Love was my first book that came out last June, um, the end of June, and my next book, Body Love Every Day, comes out in January. Oh Oh, my
1: God! Congratulations! Thank you. And.
2: So, what is like the what are the pillars like? What are
1: what do you feel like if you were known for something in your nutrition? What is it like? What is your kind of thing in the game?
2: Yeah, my uh, my thing is the Fab Four Smoothie. Um, I created something called the Fab Four. The Fab Four is a positively reinforcing lifestyle. So instead of having a diet and an eat and do not eat list and a PDF that's like, sorry, can't eat this and you can't eat that, this says the the Fab Four is simply a way to teach people how to eat that balances their blood sugar. And all you have to look for on your plate is four things. Where's your protein? Where's your fat? Where's your fiber? And where's your greens? So greens, meaning leafy greens, spinach, kale, arugula. If you're not really into that, can we add cilantro? Can we add basil? Um, the, The beautifying foods. But what it does is it allows for people to eat out. Say you're going to dinner on a date, or you're meeting up with girlfriends, or you want to put something quickly together in your kitchen. It could be as simple as eggs scrambled with spinach, and you're good to go.
1: I'm freaking out right now because you are speaking to me like just the way I want to be spoken to. Um, I'm someone who's like has an eating disorder history, Mm -hmm. and so I have like binge eating disorder, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, good now Mm -hmm. although that's like i don't know i've I've like done program and done work on it so but when we when i did work on it there's a nutritionist there who i didn't always agree with on everything but the things that i did agree with were like there's no bad foods Mm -hmm. and when you're sitting here telling me like there's not a list of foods you can't eat i'm like oh i can like i can listen to you like
2: that's really
1: helpful and
2: exciting (laughs) well that the 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 trigger into binge eating is from a place of this wasn't a good decision or this is a bad decision or I take one bite and you're like well I already screwed up so I'll just eat the rest of this box and the rest of my cabinets until it's cleaned out and then tomorrow I'll quote unquote start again. Mm. Why do we do that? It's a diet mentality it's inside of people that grew up in the 80s and 90s and they saw their moms do it and it wasn't from a place of health it's from a place of Twiggy being skinny and that whole mentality and And moving people towards a place of body love um, is what I always am trying to do. It's really about also understanding the biology. So the Fab Four actually regulates over eight hunger hormones in your body. So what I'm trying to do is turn off your hunger with your meal so mm-hmm. that you feel full, calm, and fueled for four to six hours. So what that looks like is a balanced, elongated blood sugar curve, and it doesn't look like you looking at the clock at ten thirty in the morning and you know looking at a coworker or saying, "Oh my god, well, what are we getting postmated to the office for lunch?" Because I'm already starving. Because you're already in a place of deprivation and low, and then you're making poor choices. <gasps>
0: Esther and I are always oh. starving.
1: Like, okay, so I have a TV show called Alone Together on Hulu right now.
2: Congratulations. Thanks.
1: And Caroline and I became besties because she writes on the show. And so we're working in an office together all day for, you know, a few months out of the year. And I, like... It was a dark cycle. <laughs> so
0: we walk into the office at 10 a.m. <laughs> and, you know, usually you're, you'd think a healthy person might have breakfast before that, you know, a solid 7 or 8. But no, no, no. I would walk in and have breakfast, like, on the dot at 10 a.m., so bad and then by 11 it was like okay we're ordering lunch at 12 what are we ordering
1: that that was mm. was like most offices most writers rooms they eat lunch at one but i walked in i'm like guys and i like can kind of like have some say because it's it's i'm one of the creators of the show but like i'm like i think lunch at noon i'll call it like i see it
0: There was a lunch tyrant <laughs> walked in demanded that we have lunch at noon but we
1: negotiated to 12 30.
0: Well, even Saddam Hussein <laughs> gave some leeway to his followers. You're a lunch tyrant.
1: The point is, is that we hear what you're saying and we relate. And I'm like, I need my lunch by noon. But I did suffer it till
2: 1230 on some days. I Yeah. So I definitely think you should try my smoothie. Oh, yeah, so, I want to hear more about this, fam- this so, famous smoothie. It what it because the Fab Four shuts down hunger hormones. Like protein does a really good job of making sure that you aren't craving sugar and carbohydrates. It it regulates over four brain craving h- hunger hormones. When you add fat to your meal, you release a satiety hormone called cholecystokinin, which is like a happy blanket that's being wrapped around your body. Right? Think about having I don't know some boring meal like you're having fish and veggies that were steamed without seasoning versus so 90s yeah what if that was like stir fried with uh, i don't know some kind of like healthy fat or mm. there was pesto on it and a beautiful olive oil it's completely different experience right fat really does release those satiety hormones and makes you feel full and calm for longer and then anytime you eat something that physically stretches your stomach stretch receptors calm your hunger as well so ghrelin is a really strong hunger hormone that's like listen up, bitch, it's time to eat. (gasps) Right? So we need to turn those off. And the way to do that is to pair protein-fat Fiber and greens, or something that's going to physically stretch your stomach. So, like, juicing is my worst nightmare because Mm. there's no protein, there's no fat, there's no fiber, there's no greens. Like, maybe you're getting some phytochemicals from that, but you're drinking that, and all it's doing is spiking in your blood sugar. And 90 minutes later, you're going to crash and be hangry. And what are you going to crave? Brownies, cookies, pasta, pizza, crackers. You're not going to go, Oh, I'll have a hard boiled egg now. Unless you're forcing yourself mentally to do that. And that is never longevity. That's not going to become a lifestyle. And so the smoothie was the easy, quick fix for my clients on the go. Like clients who need to be on set, clients who need to be in a writer's room and they have candy in bowls in the middle of the table. It's like.
0: (laughs) It's a Willy Wonka nightmare.
2: It's horrible. I just, I have to interrupt you and say what I'm hearing is
1: that it's not our fault for like the way that we're eating. It's not, I'm not this crazy monster for craving a brownie at 3 p.m. or whatever fall I did was drink juice or try to diet, quote unquote. Like, you're saying there's actual science
2: backing up the way that this behavior is. Absolutely, so your blood sugar goes up at, on average and comes down about three hours later. So let's say you had that lunch at 12.30. Well, you're gonna go up for about 90 minutes at two o'clock. You're starting to, cr- your blood sugar's starting to crash. And by like three or 3.30, You're in the dumps with low blood sugar, but you're still full of this hormone that's putting away sugar called insulin. And insulin makes you crave sugary carbohydrate foods. You have low blood sugar. You're having a hard time functioning. You're having a hard time writing or, you know, like acting or whatever it is that you're doing. So your brain yells at you to give it more sugar.
0: Yells being the key
2: (laughs) word.
1: Screams. Rips you a new one. There's a monster
0: inside me. And my sugar monster is very angry and demanding.
2: Right. So what I've done is kind of take the guesswork out of it for my clients. And I said, OK, well, if your blood sugar goes up and crashes down on average every three hours, is there a way to elongate that curve for four to six hours, so that you're not spiking up and crashing down like Montezuma's Revenge at Six Flags. And instead, you're hanging out in the kitty area on the train with yes. like a low flowing, mm. like rippling river versus whatever swell is in the Pacific right now. Yes. I don't
1: like roller coasters,
2: they scare me. I don't, I wanna be in the kitty area. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy well, river think about making good decisions when you don't feel hungry. Mm. Like, it's one thing to look at a plate of candy. And go into, you know, go into the writer's room and not have eaten breakfast and then start to have that little crashing feeling and, you know, whatever it is, is staring at you screaming, hey, open me up, eat me. And you're like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And it's this fight with yourself. But if you go into something and you're calm, you're just like, I don't need that.
1: Don't it, press the button. Don't press the button. And then what
2: do you do? <laughs> yeah. You
1: press the button, it's, and the net falls over you, and you're stuck.
0: It's so true. Eating each meal should be like Satisfying. a delicious blanket that envelops your body and soul, and makes you feel like ready to take on the next two to three hours.
1: It shouldn't be a war, you versus your meal versus your body. That's like this is yeah. And yeah. if I'm, I'm not if I'm not
0: mistaken you're what you preach and like the fab four mentality isn't just about like keeping you sated and isn't just about the blood sugar but it's also about
2: reducing inflammation in the body too right absolutely so um the first book body love really explained the how to balance blood sugar and what the fab four was and why turning off hunger hormones is a body loving choice because you just you don't end up in this place where you're making choices you feel guilty about and when you do want a brownie you're making a conscious choice to be like i'm gonna enjoy this and it's no big deal so book two actually the whole first part is breaking down what protein choices we're making what fat choices fiber Mm -hmm. what greens choices and the best part about the fab four is I have so many different types of clients. I have raw vegans, I have paleo, keto, I have gluten-free, dairy-free, I have Crohn's, I have anxiety and depression, which is starting in the gut. I mean, the correlation between a gut microbiome and anxiety, stress, OCD, ADD, the correlations we're finding with the gut microbiome and these type of mental, um, I guess, ailments or you know, disease states, Is So tightly correlated, it's starting in the gut. So Mm -hmm. it's about feeding that ecosystem and making sure that we're not making those inflammatory choices. And the best way to do it is not to mentally say, hey, never have a brownie again. It's to know, well, what could I do instead? Or what's a healthier choice? And I like using replacement tools, not deprivation. So if someone craves a brownie at 3 o'clock, I'm like, great. Can I get you some chocolate collagen protein, some almond butter or olive oil, a little sea salt? Blend that with some chia or flax. It tastes like a chocolate almond butter milkshake. But it's really actually fueling your cells, calming your hunger, and kicking your craving. Mm -hmm. Now let's take
0: a quick break.
2: What is your opinion of snacks? Because I feel like
1: I'm hearing a lot lately about I used to hear a lot of, like, six six small meals a day. Yeah, snack every three hours. Make sure you keep that system working or whatever. And then now I'm hearing, like, intermittent fasting, no snacking, even go as far as, like, only two meals a day. Like, and now I'm feeling kind of confused. I'm just curious what's your opinion on all that.
2: Sure. So, um... I think it depends on the person, but I wanna kind of explain why five to six small meals a day, so what I taught you guys was blood sugar, when you eat a meal that has something that is breaking down to blood sugar, like carbohydrates or whatever, your blood sugar spikes up and crashes down in three hours. So what they used to use as a tool to balance blood sugar was to never let you crash all the way down. So they say, great, have breakfast at 6 a.m., have a snack at 9 a.m., you know, you go up 10, 11, 12, have lunch, Three o'clock snack, six o'clock dinner, and so they're keeping you from ever being in a in a place of deprivation or crash. So that was the way to balance blood sugar before. Mm-hmm. What we've learned is actually the food choices that you're making can elongate that window, can make you feel full longer, and it takes a lot of time to digest food. So and a lot of energy. So every time that you're you're having a breakfast, then you're having a snack, you're reintroducing new food into your digestive system and you're asking for more blood flow, more enzymes, more hydrochloric acid. And so many people nowadays have digestion issues. They have bloating, they have IBS, they have constipation, and we're just never getting complete digestion. So I think personally that you don't need to snack if you're eating the right foods that keep you fueled Hmm. um, because you won't want to snack. Like if you're turning off hunger hormones, you won't need to snack. You won't want to snack. However, I do have clients that wake up, have their smoothie, have a lunch, and then they're eating on European hours. They're having dinner at 9 p.m. with co- you know friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And going from noon to 9 p.m., I wouldn't say you should be fasting through that and white-knuckling it. Because what's going to happen when you get to the restaurant at 9 o'clock? You're going to eat all the bread. Start with dessert. <laughs> yeah. Brownie first bread. You're going
1: to order You're going to be like, I'll order two entrees and then I'll just take the leftovers and then you'll eat them all. Also, when
0: I'm hungry, I feel entitled to eat more or something because I'm like, oh, I'm in a state of starvation. Like my body has been burning calories for hours now. I need to really, really double down. Yeah. A lot of lies I'm telling myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a whole narrative I've created.
1: Mental. Is it like a novel? Calculating, accounting.
0: Yeah. It's, calories. Yes, Not calories, but I'm a bad but... accountant. Let's just yeah. say it like that. Like my clients, my body is They're losing They're going to jail. Me. Yeah, <laughs> very much so.
2: Yeah, so in that case, I would say bridge yourself. Have a bridge snack. Have something that is a little bit of protein or a little bit of fat. Maybe you're having an avocado or hard-boiled mm. eggs or nuts or almond butter and celery or... You know, all the regular offenders of healthy foods, um, depending on your lifestyle, you might be doing grass fed beef jerky, or maybe you're doing sprouted seeds, like pick your lifestyle, we can pick a snack, but something that's going to calm you down so that yeah, so you don't overeat late night, because that's worse for you metabolically, going to bed, having overeaten and had a bunch of cocktails and a bunch of dessert, because your insulin sensitivity gets lower as it gets dark outside. So insulin sensitivity is your muscle's ability to suck sugar and um, fuel from your bloodstream and pull it into your muscle stores as fuel instead of storing as fat. So intermittent fasting is beneficial because one... They're giving you a little bit more time to bring insulin down and to burn calories or burn, um, you know, stored sugar, or stored fat. But I think it's great more than trying to be the person to wait till three o'clock to have your first meal. I'm like, eat like a grandma. Be done with dinner at five or six o'clock at night and don't eat after that. That's, That's the me. way. That's I a- love five o'clock dinner. Mm-hmm. You
1: get you don't need reservations. You get in like. I mean, there are crying babies, but and also if you just I like eating dinner early because then I don't go to sleep with like a full stomach and I don't feel sick.
2: Yeah. And I think it's also this thing where we think dinner is supposed to be at seven or eight o'clock at night. And so there has to be a snack there. People are like, oh, well, I can't get from one to seven. So I'm going to eat something in between. But if you're eating and you're eating to feel full and calm and you get home at five o'clock and can make a dinner by five thirty and eat eat a real meal like turn off all your hunger feel full eat real food don't eat fake food just to get to a time that society deemed is like dinner time
0: i do find i have it in in my head now that intermittent fasting is a good thing and like waiting to eat my first meal until basically i think my whole clock is off and i'm eating lunch too late and i'm finding that recently i've been eating dinner around like nine or 10 sometimes and I feel like it's really wreaking havoc on my body and I have to really make an effort to kind of rejigger my schedule and get back on track because you really feel it if you're eating dinner that late I feel like I see a difference bloating is going down all kinds of madness
2: yeah there's just
1: so much like out there I I recently read this article I don't think it was new but someone had sent it to me probably my boyfriend because I'm always trying to get him to eat breakfast and he's like breakfast is not it's like overrated all this and he sent me this article about like how breakfast isn't actually that important and I was like and it kind of got to me but then I was I realized eating a breakfast that fills me up is really beneficial for me because then I don't have the late night cravings I'm not snacking at 10 o'clock at night so I'm like a big believer in a breakfast even though I know there's like all the fasting stuff which I get but I'm like holding strong on a big breakfast. What
0: I think is so great about what you do, I love hearing that you work with all different kinds of clients and it's yes. not one size fits all. And you have vegans, you have raw vegans, and you have paleo people, you have all kinds of people. But still like this, what you're saying and what you're teaching people to do is, it's backed in a lot of science, but it is relatively simple and easy to understand. And it just makes me feel like it's so right. And I love that anyone, no matter what they're, lifestyle is or what their food choices are what their food sensitivities are can still get down with what you're saying and i do feel like remiss if we don't talk about the smoothie
2: i know what is in that yeah. smoothie so the smoothie contains the fab four so um that's protein fat fiber and greens so first we pick a protein based on your lifestyle so if you're vegan can you do a pea protein if you're paleo? Are you going to do a collagen protein? Mm. Um, you know, based on whatever it is, always look for a simple protein, something that has minimal amount of ingredients. What you'll find is a lot of plant-based proteins have thirty sources, like buckwheat, quinoa, rice, pea. More is not better. You can have five ingredients. The protein is just there to provide the protein. And the more limited the ingredients are, the cleaner it is because we're building the Fab Four smoothie is really a real whole food smoothie, right? We're just using protein as a way to turn off that hunger. Mm. So 20 grams is great. Most of the protein powders that you can get on the market, they're going to send you a jug. The scooper is going to be for 20 grams of protein or somewhere between 18 and 24, okay? Then you need fat. So for the same reason that you'd put pesto on that fish dish, like you need that comfort. You need to slow the digestion of your meal and one to two tablespoons will do it. So we always start someone with a tablespoon. It could be, like I said, chocolate almond butter or Mm. chocolate olive oil, or it could Mm. be vanilla with avocado. And we might use lemon and spinach to make it really green. Um, It could be coconut butter. Yeah, vanilla, coconut butter. Maybe you're using some greens and um and we'll get to like what else goes in there like blueberries or something so but always it just has the you just look in in your blender and go do i have protein great do i have fat a healthy source great what about fiber so in the smoothie the fibers that i use are chia flax acacia fiber psyllium husk there she goes Yeah, she's going off. So the reason for that is to make it thick. I don't want it to be pourable like a juice or an almond milk. Mm. It needs to actually stretch your stomach and be heavy enough to turn off those hunger hormones. Stretch heavy. Yeah, like this. So (sighs) it's got to be thick. So my smoothies end up getting, like if someone makes it the night before or makes it in the morning and then takes it to the writing room, for example, and doesn't drink it till 10 in the morning. But they drink it at 10 in the morning and then they're not the person asking someone to order lunch. They're fine. you embarrassing.
1: Who are you referring to? Uh, Who's that
2: person, Kelly? You know, so fiber is a really key source. And the same, just like fat, it's one to two tablespoons of fiber. Fiber is a really easy thing to add to a shake. And the majority of Americans get less than 15 grams of fiber a day. You think it would be a lot easier to get more than that. But think about it. A cup of broccoli only has four grams of fiber.
0: Oh, I would have thought way more same I thought all veggies had a lot of fiber I'm living in a lie
1: I know I'm constipation prone so I am
2: I'm, I'm living for this right now yeah. I am I'm the queen of getting your bowel movements going I'll tell ah. you that <laughs> <laughs> I am all about the potty talk <laughs> <laughs> so um, let us be your princesses yeah <laughs> so
1: Seriously, you're our poop guru
2: <laughs> perfect <laughs> <laughs> and then leafy greens so uh. a handful of spinach You might use basil and a strawberry basil smoothie might be your jam. You might use kale. You might decide that you're going to use microgreens because you're like, I don't like greens. But if I sneak in a handful of microgreens, they have 14 times the nutrition as the full grown plant. Really easy way to like sneak it and not have to be a green smoothie girl, um, which is great. And then when it comes to like fruit or superfoods or what the majority of these shakes that you get out from any L.A. location are, are really just sugar and carbohydrates. So that's going to take your blood sugar up and crash you down. Right. So we limit that. We limit that to a fourth a cup. So mm. it's blueberries or blackberries or strawberries or bananas or apple or pear or whatever. But it's just enough to give you the flavor without mm. taking you on the roller coaster. Oh, so a quarter cup of fruit. Yeah. So a quarter cup of fruit is, is where we max out and you can make any flavor with that. So in my, in body love, the first book that I wrote, there's like a spa smoothie without fruit and it's, you know, um, vanilla protein, avocado, uh, chia seeds for fiber. We do spinach and then I do a squeeze of lemon, some cucumber and some mint. And so it's really fresh and vibrant, but it, if you pick a good protein powder, like the vanilla or chocolate base of that really sets the tone. So you don't need to add a banana, two dates, coconut water, because honestly, I'd rather have a whole bottle of rosé than (laughs) the fructose that you're ingesting these mornings. And there's only so much space in your liver. Your liver can only metabolize so much fructose before it's producing fat cells. So it's called lipolysis. So it happens really quickly. So when people can't eat, Two bananas, two dates, and a whole thing of coconut water. But you blend it and put it in a cup for them, and they drink it in five minutes. Oh, I literally did that last
0: night. When you're thirsty and you attack a smoothie, I mean, you drink that thing like it's water. Have you ever been gone. thirsty
1: and attacked a soda? I don't want to go there, but I've done it in the last. You chug week, it like it's water. It's just like so satisfying. Anyways, sorry. Those bubbles. That was yeah, mm-hmm. exact yeah. That burn on the way down. There's that nothing like corporate it. sizzle so
0: corporate. It's so cold. Something about that cold can. Okay, let's stop. I, right. I'm so
1: sorry. I took this down to dark nice. alley. All right, it was my fault. <laughs> wow.
0: No. I'm, I feel like you really opened my eyes on what a smoothie should be. Because I'm a more is more person. I'm a maximalist through and through. <laughs> I, I am. I mean, I will load that daddy up. I'll get out so much stuff on my counter. I mean, and it is all like in this wheelhouse, you know. Like, yeah. But I'll get out the hemp seeds and the chia seeds mm-hmm. and the almond butter and the avocado. It's just like, I mean... I'll pick and choose what I put in but it's like I can go crazy in that blender
1: I was gonna say I usually throw in like half an avocado is that way too much not at all oh really so yeah. how much would so you- the way
2: that a whole fruit uh Whole food fat works, like an avocado, for example. It's not the same as putting two tablespoons of olive oil in your shake, uh-huh. um, because there's fiber and carbohydrates and water in whole foods. So, if it's a Costco gargantuan avocado, I might say a quarter. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, they're like small Trader Joe's, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Half an avocado is great. Oh, I'd rather have you put that half an avocado in your shake, and go four to six hours and arrive at lunch alive and make these better choices than be, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. not full
2: and satisfied and snacking on crappy stuff Uh, Last
1: week, we went out to lunch, Caroline and I and a few of our girlfriends, and there was a wait, and I... Was like ready to kill everyone, and we waited for an hour. And I'm just imagining. Was it an hour? It was an hour, Caroline. Where were you? Elefante.
0: Oh Oh. no, (laughs) I'm gonna pretend I know what that is.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, I feel like the last week on my my entire Instagram, I'm like, what is this place?
0: Elefante? Some
2: restaurant? Yeah, I don't know. It was.
0: It was the Hollywood Sugarfish, and it was a lunch wait. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. It was pretty shocking. I demanded. Not demanded. I politely asked for green teas. <laughs> yeah. and I just slurped down, slurped down as much green tea as I could. That was a hero move. But I was so hungry by the time we sat down, I had to order more on top of the trust
1: me. Yeah. Thank you for not saying it, in front of Kelly. <laughs> but I'll say <laughs> it. I I was wanting you to say. No, I f- actually forgot about that. But I was like, why don't we just go next door to Sweet Green? Like, who wants to do that? And people were like really silent about it. and Then finally, someone spoke up and was like, no, let's wait. And I was so I was pissed. But well, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. And we'll take a quick break.
0: I want to talk more, if we can, about the plate and that dream plate. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's really simple. I I mean, we kind of get it. But I have a question about the fiber element. Yeah. So I can imagine the protein, the fat, which is like going to be your olive oil, your avocado slice, Mm -hmm. your, you know, whatever fat you're going to have on your plate. Walnuts, pumpkin seeds, anything like that. Yeah. How
1: good does that freaking sound? I'm I'm not a nut person, which is. That's okay. Just keeping it real. Yeah.
0: Unfortunate for you. You just haven't had the right nuts.
2: You have to be true (laughs) to to yourself. Tell that to my
1: boyfriend.
0: Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Esther, no.
2: Well, well, really,
0: you need better nuts. What were you going to ask? Well, okay, so, and then greens, I can imagine. But when you say fiber, because... What what would that fiber, what are some examples of fiber? Like a sweet potato?
2: So non-starchy vegetables. So cauliflower, broccoli, asparagus. So um, it's really more veggies. It's more veggies. And the thing is, is I would normally, I was going to bucket it into, you know, like protein, fat and... You know, like eat the rainbow or whatever. The thing is, is so many times people try to be healthy and they're like, I'm going to just eat a big salad. Mm-hmm. And it's spinach and olive oil and chicken. And But there's only like one or two grams of fiber in like a huge bowl of spinach. And people just assume, well, Leafy Greens has all this fiber. I thought. But the fiber that we're looking for that feeds your gut microbiome is coming from... Real veggies like cruciferous vegetables, like the broccoli, the cauliflower, the Brussels sprouts, the note to self, arugula and kale are both cruciferous vegetables. Wow. Mm. um arugula it's so non-cruciferous right so if someone has a hard time digesting cauliflower or broccoli or kale i always say if you go to sweet green get half arugula because there's a um an amazing chemical phytochemical inside of cruciferous vegetable that's anti-cancer detoxifying it literally starts a genetic pathway in every cell in your body called nrf2 and what that does is um. Instead of your cells detoxifying every 130 minutes, they'll detoxify every 60 minutes.
1: Mm.
2: I wow. want to quadruple down on your question, and I want to ask, I would
1: love examples of each. Like, can you run me through, like, a plate of your...
2: Sure. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you some of my favorite little meals that are in Yay! my book. Um, so, one of my favorites right now is my shrimp scampi. <gasps> so, I do... I do like eight to ten, um, you know, shrimp uh, and I saute those in a little bit of ghee and in like a fry pan. And then I take zucchini zoodles. So Mm. there's my fiber. Right. And toss those into the pan to kind of give them a quick saute. So I have protein. The ghee is my fat. The zoodles is my fiber. And then I take parsley, chop up the parsley, drop the parsley on top. There's some greens and some red pepper flakes. And then I'll finish it with like a nice like cold pressed olive oil, some salt and pepper.
0: Oh, girl. Oh, girl.
1: Wow. I'm not a shrimp person. OK. But that sounds it sounds divine. interesting. So
2: here's a second di- dish that might. You know, stroke your fancy or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, I have
0: a lot of nose today. Yeah. Sorry. No <laughs> nuts, no
2: shrimp.
1: Well, so don't we I, practice? Yes. Um, I'm, just, I'm from the Midwest. I'm no, not that's naturally. all right.
2: So, my husband's Instagram is be Bad by Chris, And it's really funny because all he wants to eat is like burgers and fries, pizza, teriyaki chicken, and no. rice bowls. Like, so I've had to keep it real. I mean, like I grew up on pizza, taquitos, anything Costco that had to offer. Like I was an 80s baby. So raised by the best. Yeah. um, So one of my favorites is I'll take a rotisserie chicken and I'll shred it and I'll take some of the cauliflower rice and some broccoli and saute that in a frying pan with a little bit of coconut milk. So it kind of becomes like a sticky cauliflower rice with Broccoli, throw in the shredded chicken, and then coconut aminos replaces. um, Mm, We love coconut. Yeah. Caroline just had me buy some. It's really awesome. It replaces teriyaki sauce and soy sauce. So it has this like sweet tangy sort of taste. So with the coconut milk or coconut cream and the um, coconut aminos, it's a my version of a teriyaki rice bowl and my husband loves it you can do sesame seeds and chives on top or green onions and so the protein is the chicken the fat is that coconut milk or coconut oil or whatever you're using to cook the fiber is the cauliflower something green on your plate um chives broccoli whatever kind of have some overlap there and then um Yeah, and then basically, like, you're just doing that coconut aminos, which is lower in sodium, lower in sugar, and um, fermented, so. Wow. Will you
1: throw us a vegan
2: option? Absolutely. Because
1: I'm, like, a vegan-ish, you know? Sure. I'm definitely... You're mostly ve- vegan. Flex
0: vegan. You're mostly vegan. Yeah.
2: Okay. But I'm like open, but I'm curious for a vegan option. Okay. So I have two. So in my next book, actually, it breaks down. The first part is all protein, fat, fiber, and greens. Like what what am I talking about here? Like give me the details. What should I buy? That kind of stuff. The back half of the book is all lifestyles. So Fab Four for plant-based devotee. Fab oh. Four for girl on the go. Think like I'm on an airplane every week and mm. I need to know how to pick a protein bar at Oh my God. Hudson mm. News. Sort of a yeah. thing. Wow! Oh wow. my gosh! Hudson News, I have made some bad decisions in
0: Hudson <laughs> News. I have like some... forgotten who I am in Hudson News. I know
1: gummies that I've never Big. heard of the brand. Family size, <laughs> yeah.
0: family Low size worms. generic gummies. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's Mentos. The... I don't even like Mentos, and I'm buying them in a. You guys, I'm flying yes. tonight. I'm scared. We, well, I'm flying thing We, need to. We
2: need, a, we we need, need a the Hudson News edition. <laughs> we need it now. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm bringing snacks on the plane. That's a done deal. Yeah, but Okay. So so here's an example of one of my favorite like vegan fat for lunches. So it's a play on spring rolls. So we'll mm. do uh, a bunch of v- colorful veggies, the cucumbers, the carrots, the um, purple cabbage, sprouts, mm. big chunks of avocado. So mm. I might use a whole avocado big in boys. this. In this um, dish because when you are lower in protein, which you naturally will be when you're plant-based and vegan, we I really up the fat to make sure you stay full. Okay? <laughs> and so then the sauce is um, a play on a peanut sauce. Do you like nuts, though? Yeah. Oh, well, peanuts. no, like
1: peanut flavor. But I'm just like – I'm never – I'm not through, gonna snack on that. I've yeah. never seen
2: her reach for a walnut.
1: I went through a phase where I read about how healthy walnuts were, and I really tried to make it happen, and I just couldn't. That's really cool. There was that. that like few months where I was doing walnut butter in my oatmeal, though. So shout out to those yeah, three months. Yeah, you're of, nut. You're nut friendly, but you're not snacking. Yeah, I just know how it's unrealistic. But anyway, peanut. Okay. Yes. Okay, so peanut we'll butter. do like
2: an almond or a peanut sauce. <sighs> so we're getting you, um, you know, twelve grams of protein in it. In, that's in that sauce that also has a little coconut aminos in it and what I love is hemp hearts so what I'll do is I'll do the peanut sauce and then I'll do a couple tablespoons of hemp hearts and those are really kind of um they're really nice they give a little texture and so we'll just dip that spring roll in there and it'll feel like it won't feel like you're eating a salad or being forced to eat just veggies being vegan you're feeling full the fat's kind of like coating your stomach and making you feel calm. And uh, we're getting you enough plant protein about t- 18 to 20 grams to feel full for four hours. Wow. And what's like the roll part of the... So we, you can either use um, just a rice paper roll, like a regular spring mm. roll. Those are low in at carbohydrates. So that's sort of like a party plus one, but it makes you feel like you're not dieting.
1: Yeah, which right? I can't feel that way. Yeah. Or I'll get angry. <laughs> yeah,
2: and so another thing I do with vegans is I'll do like a um, a vegetable uh, curry. So we'll do... Um, mm. Yeah, with, like, coconut milk and mm-hmm. turmeric and curry, and we'll throw in some chickpeas and then throw that over some cauliflower rice. Um, and if someone really likes to have a little fun, we might slice some thin dates in that, some parsley, some I just, cilantro. I just got pregnant uh, are you, wait. just from talking about this. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: are, And are these recipes in your book? If so which yeah, one? Yeah, so
2: all um, the vegan one, the, the curry one um, was in my last book, Body mm-hmm. Love. The spring roll is coming in the next book. Um, when is that
1: book coming out?
0: January. January 22nd. Okay. Yeah. How did you become who you are? I know. How did you get interested in nutrition? How did you become like a fabulous L.A. celebrity nutritionist? Like this just seems like you're one in a million and you,
2: I don't know. Can I
1: feel this one? Just with the beginning of the answer, she was
2: a cancer researcher, right? I spent eight years in cancer and genetics. You're kidding me. Yeah. So um, my past life was um, working with a startup company that was based in Southern California, and it was part of the Netherlands Cancer Institute. So we were taking new genetic technology and teaching oncologists on the west coast how to implement that into their practice so it's pretty amazing like a doctor might go to school for 14 or 16 years but two years after they get out of school a new technology that can save lives comes out and someone needs to be the educator and liaison between the technology and the doctor and so yeah I spent I spent eight years in that field and it required me to read a lot of research and be able to take um, studies and explain the outcomes to doctors explain does it have is it correlation versus causation Mm. is there a significant p-value what does the population size look like because a lot of times you'll see something you know in usa today and they're like coconut oil causes heart attacks or disease you know Mm -hmm. or heart disease it's like what are they referencing and i'll open the study and it just it's completely correlated. It's like saying you'll get skinny wearing red pajamas. Like, <gasps> <I'm> just <laughs> you have to use your intuition. Like, Add does that card- even make sense? No, it doesn't make any sense, you know? So it's not a causation, it's just correlation. Someone's losing weight and they're wearing red pajamas. Wow. So. So and you
0: know your stuff research wise.
2: Well, I can mine the I can mine the data. So when things come out and people get really heated about something or really excited about something, I'm pr- not to say like I'm I'm just pretty monotone about most things. I'm like, show me the research. Okay, <laughs> is it a tool? I don't get something doesn't become like the word of god to me because someone said bulletproof coffee is going to be the best thing that's ever happened. Like, I might say, "Why does that work?" Like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. That's a tool. I'll use that with clients and I can say this is why it works. Turns off hunger because of the fat. Mm. It um, doesn't, you know, fat slows the digestion and metabolism of caffeine, which, you know, can lower cortisol. Um, It can support you to do an intermittent fast if you don't want to, you know, eat right away. And it can it's a fat fast. So it's good for you. And it would work. What are the reasons why it might be bad? Well, you know, there are genetic mutations for people who have saturated, you know, hyperabsorbers of saturated fat or, you know, there is a tendency for saturated fat to kind of have an effect on your liver. So it just depends on the person and everything is a tool. So I just like to be a consultant for my clients. And most of the time, the question I ask is, what do you like to eat? Mm. I'm not going to force you to eat something you don't want to eat. And I just like find the things that you like and let you build your lifestyle.
0: I am just like my life's quest, I think, is going to be turning off like the candy voice in my head. It's Mm -hmm. something about gummies and candy. I view it. I feel like I'm entitled to eating them and I'll find I will like somehow find a way to like eat candy every day. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where I'm finding this candy, but it happens. And I don't know how to find a world in which I am like, I know it's a food I shouldn't be eating. But then the minute I get into that, that's when I start getting hungrier for the candy
1: it sounds this is tell tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like I'm hearing all or nothing thinking a little bit. You are.
2: And and you also like have to we have to you have to understand what kind of a food that is. Like in animal studies, rat studies, like um, sugar water versus cocaine, and rats are choosing sugar water. So, so you are a rat. The test just came back. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I, I wish I were a, a rat on a skinny rat on cocaine. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm just a fat girl who loves gummy bears. You know, like what can I say? That's me. So, you know, my thing for you would be instead of trying to be all or nothing, give yourself. I like to call it bumpers on the bowling lane. Like, let's keep you moving towards the pins, and it's cool if you sway side to side, right? As long as you're going the right direction. And nothing's ever a straight line in the past. They're always crooked, right? So if you know that there's a specific location that sells, like, your favorite single serving of gummies or... Sour, I don't know. I'm like that's thinking dirt. about what I loved.
0: Um Yeah, I know. Like, it's so funny to hear you talk about candy because you clearly like, don't eat it anymore. You're like, I don't know those sour men. <laughs> like, no, but I used to love also, um,
2: watermelon sour patch kids <gasps> growing up. That's my
1: favorite candy of all time. It's, what is
2: it about that candy? That is so the crack sweet. of all time It cracks. is crack. It's super crack. And that's another thing, too, is like I know that that's crack. I know how good that is. If I opened one of those and I had one, I would, I would be – like a drug addict, like I would need to finish the whole bag. It wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. Like I had someone the other day told me they had a snack. They u- used to have like a half a zone bar for a snack. And I'm like, the fuck? wait, can you start me? <laughs> start start over with me because uh, you skirt? opened the zone bar, ate half of it and then had the self-control to close the I other mean, half. If it's a disgusting put,
0: flavor, that's one thing. Put it
2: back in your purse. <laughs> like that was never me. So I'm coming from a place of like all or nothing open the goldfish from Costco, watch every Disney movie growing up, and eat the whole container. Like, there was no off button for certain things, and candy's Mm -hmm. one of those things. There's no off button. It's not turning off hunger. It's it's exciting you. You're releasing dopamine in the brain. It's a reward hormone. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, if you're having it every day, if you could get to a place where it's only two times a week and... You give yourself those days and you say like, all right, I'm going to have it two times a week. And maybe you buy two and you eat both bags on Monday at 4 p.m. And you're like, well, I got to wait till next Monday to buy two or Sunday to buy two more bags and see when I want to have these. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't think of it as an all or nothing, but just
0: accept that it might happen that's, once or twice a week on my on my journey.
1: Just so you know, that's the voice in my head, too, that I deal with. It's all or nothing thinking is like I'm constantly fighting that voice. Like yesterday, I was in a position where I was really hungry. It was 2.30, and the place that I was at a table read, and then they had pretzels, like those giant jumbo pretzels. And I was like... Okay. Soft or hard? Soft. I was like, I'm not going to have that, obviously. I'm going to go get lunch. And then I was like, I'm starving. I'm going to have half. And then I ended up eating one and a half soft pretzels. And I was like, this is so bad. I did bad. I'm bad. What am I going to do tonight? I'm just going to go and eat something else bad because I've already been bad. And then I talked Ooh. myself down. and was like, no. No, no, no. Th- I was hungry. I hadn't had lunch. We're going to just label that little misfit fit thing we're going to just call that lunch and then no and then one thought i had i was like okay now i just won't eat dinner i'm not going to have dinner cuz i already messed up no that's going to lead me to another problem i'm going to end up binging again so i'm like okay i'm going to plan i'm going to have a healthy dinner i'm going to have my favorite salad that i get at mendocino farms mm. and i'm going to power through this and i may, i know i made it i made
2: it <laughs> i have so much love for that story because that is a daily occurrence for every one of my clients
1: whoa like
2: that is what happens to most people mm. who have ever tried to diet who have ever tried to reach a body composition goal have ever read one health and wellness article from self or women's health or mm. name a magazine name a blog like you get one idea in your head and then you're black and white labeling something good or bad and I think what you did right there was the perfect planning because it's not starting over tomorrow. It's not waiting till Monday. It's not waiting till the first of the month or the first of the year. You went like, no, what can I do at my next meal? It is always your next meal that is is the next chance to make a healthier decision. And keep in mind, like if you had that at 2.30, you should plan for that meal at 5.30. Oh, because really? there you basically had a bunch of process Car- carbohydrates yeah. on their own, so your blood sugar is going to go up and come down, and you're going to feel that crash at 5:30. And if you waited till 6:30 or 7:30, you might have ended up getting to Mendocino Farms and feeling really like, <gasps> okay, maybe I'll just get a sandwich instead. Yeah. So that's how you prepare yourself. And another thing too is like, let's say you did have those soft pretzels, but you didn't really feel totally satisfied by that. That's when I would use a smoothie with a client and say, a smoothie is a restart tool. I think it's good to add restarts to your life. Add it like you could it could have been 60 minutes after that soft pretzel and you decided I'm going to have a big green smoothie that's nourishing to my body. I'm not going to think about the caloric load here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about this as a way for me to start this day over. Same goes for workout. Same goes for meditation. Find those things that you're not de- depriving yourself of, but you're adding to your life to refocus and change the narrative. Mm. And I get a lot of questions
1: from our listeners about binge eating. And I'm really glad that we're talking about it. I feel like that you're the first person I'm hearing on air, like say the things that have really the tools that have helped me. So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation. And I also want to add one thing that comes up for me. There's two things that I learned. One is there are no bad foods, which sounds like it's kind of an it's in alignment with what you're talking about. And then also that it's like, for me eating Think of a pendulum like if I try really hard to be really healthy, like exactly what you're saying about a juice cleanse. That, that pendulum is going to swing to the opposite side and then I'm going to be the ravenous monster rat drinking the, you know, soda and the sugar water and going crazy on a brownie and popcorn and whatever big meal, you know, binging. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm really glad to hear that you have that the mindset that is also the same mindset that has helped me
2: Tackle my binge eating issues absolutely like every little decision keeps you close to that midline it keeps you from that really big swing on the pendulum right Mm -hmm. so you're not juice cleansing and then blowing it out in Cabo for the weekend with like margs and chips and guac and like that effort mentality Mm -hmm. because this doesn't make you feel balanced but on the same token you know how many times I sit down with clients and balance feels like perfection And they want their ball to stop. And you need to say, I always have to take a step back and say, no, balance isn't having a perfect day where your meals are all perfect and everything is lined up because you're human. Mm -hmm. You're emotional. And we swing. Our weight swings. Our water swings. Homeostasis is the process of the body that's always regulating and changing and re-regulating our body state. And it's happening mentally and physically. So to try and stop your ball is actually – really really bad because you're trying to stop it you're trying to be perfect and then the guilt is way worse so think about the ball bouncing off the midline so say you had the soft pretzels like i actually don't think it's that big of a deal but what you did is you let the swing be small and steady the other way to that mendocino salad Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: then you just (laughs) kept your momentum
1: right it's never going to
2: stop but keep the swing tight
1: Yes, because I, I if I had that. if I had made that choice like I'm so full, I'm so stuffed and I had just been like, I'm not gonna eat dinner, I'm gonna skip dinner. You know at nine o'clock at night I'm in the pantry, what is there and then I'm making bad choices. Totally. Now now for the wow. real question. Wow, what does Jennifer Garner eat? <laughs> <laughs> you are wait, I've seen her on your Instagram. I we got to know she's yeah. got she's got the bod. I mean, she she's works got out it all. hard too.
2: She does. She does work out hard. Um she works out with Simone of Body by Simone. Oh. So oh, Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Simone and I have an app. Um, oh, wow. Simone put out her um, it's basically like hit training, dance cardio, It's you can stream her classes, and then came to me, because we've had a number of clients, overlapping clients from Revenge Body, overlapping cli- clients like Emmy Rossum and Jen Garner, um, who've had to get ready for roles, and we just, we get each other, and I think we both hustle, and we're just to the point, point. and so she's like, hey, will you do the meal planning? So there's a, a vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, and a protein-based meal plan option that is in the app as well. So it's the first time that like workout, uh, it's been two different people, experts in their field, sort of a situation that came together um, to do that. So that's the BBS app if you ever want us in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jen gets up and we'll do a Body by Simone workout. Wow! And then um, she has one of my smoothies. So she actually took the formula that is, you know, the Fab Four, protein, fat, fiber and greens and created her own smoothie. So obviously, of course she did, because she's <laughs> incredible, like should have her own Food Network show as well. I love when Would she posts it. about
1: food; it's so awesome. She's I mean, so funny. I know
2: she's so, so cute, charming. yeah. And it's she is my domestic goddess. Like she has goals when it comes to mm. having a garden and chickens, <gasps> and uh, she
0: does have chickens.
2: Yeah, she just makes a lot of home um homemade food from scratch. She brings honey from her bees to the set of HBO's Camping. Like the stuff that I hear about, I'm just like, of course she does. <laughs> um wow. she's just a sweetheart and she's wow. a girl's girl and she's so genuine and so loyal and I'm I mean, knock on wood, I've had really amazing clients, but so she made her own and it sort of tastes like cookies and cream to me. What? Um this is the Jen Garner special. Are we really about to get an exclusive of the Cookies and Cream Jen Garner smoothie? I can barely contain myself right yeah, now. Yeah, it's time to it's time I'm, to go deep on the Cookies and I'm Cream. So she uses uh chocolate collagen protein powder Yum. from Primal Kitchen. She uses almond butter as her fat. Mm. She uses chia seeds or flax seeds as her fiber. Um, a handful of spinach and then she uses a quarter of a of blueberries. And it's amazing because It's a mix between the blueberries, the chocolate collagen, and the almond butter that every time I have someone try it, I'm like, what does it taste like? Because it looks, because of the chocolate protein, it looks like sort of a chocolate cookies and cream shake. But every time I have people try it, they're they're like, why does this taste like cookies and cream? Whoa! It doesn't even really have that blueberry or spinach flavor at all. And that's the best part about kind of picking the right protein and having these layers Mm. of flavor is that... You know, even my husband, who doesn't want to touch anything green, is drinking green smoothies that taste like a peanut butter cup.
1: I can't. That, so. is, that is a, a, an awesome thing I've learned over the years is, like, you throw a handful of spinach into anything and you blend it up, you cannot taste that spinach. It might That spinach might overpower the color of the smoothie, but you're not going to taste it.
0: I usually have a really heavy hand with veggies and pack in so many that the smoothie becomes like a tar color, <laughs> like a jungle, like the floor of a jungle kind of. Mm. I'm, I'm maximalist always, like yes. too much, too much greens. But yeah, I can never taste, can never taste that spinach. So, but if
2: it makes you feel really good and you're like, I mean, I have clients who are it's more mental like they want to put all the greens in it and they want to put the superfoods in it and they want to know that like you know they're putting adaptogens and mct oil and Uh all the things and as long as it's balanced if the macronutrients are balanced like i don't care if you're putting almond butter and avocado in your shake and spinach and arugula and parsley in your shake like just look at look at the overall what is it mostly and if you have the components to feel full like Max out, girlfriend.
0: Hell yeah, max out. Max out with your with your cock out. <laughs> so,
1: so after nice. the smoothie, what is the what else does she eat?
2: Yeah. So um, Esther's taking notes. <laughs> yeah. So she does have a garden. That's no joke. Um, wow. And she makes she has a big salad every day. Which honestly, I think that um, when you're eating raw foods like a raw salad, it, it's a great time to have it. A great time to have it is at lunch, like for digestion purposes and all of that. Like it's just it's bright and fresh and it's easy and so she'll pick a protein um sometimes she'll have turkey meatballs or chicken or um you know sometimes black beans or whatever she's feeling like um fat sources like seeds and avocado she Mm -hmm. um always has like a homemade olive oil vinaigrette that Mm -hmm. she has like um an assistant that is also sort of really supportive in her wellness journey, which I think is really cool. She's sort of a chef as well and will pack a lunch for Jen if she has to get up really early or whatever they have like this amazing dynamic which is super cool assistance assistance. (laughs) assistant yeah and then when she's working really hard like she she's having soup having to work late hours like camping was a lot at night so and peppermint movie we had some late nights too but you know if you're working from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. it's really throwing off your circadian rhythm and so I, I might push for a protein based snack I might say okay I want you to have celery and peanut butter or I want you to have a handful of nuts or I want you to have a hard-boiled egg or I want you to have another little like light protein shake in the afternoon and we used that when she had like big filming days where Mm -hmm. we'd give her a bridge snack and then dinner um you know was more of like a warm protein mm. and veggies she i know she makes like a good lentil and black bean soup so sometimes mm. there's a little bit of that um and you know like all of us a little glass of wine isn't doesn't always hurt you know so depending on her filming though like if she was filming really late i might pull back on the alcohol too because alcohol can affect sleep and she's getting so little that i don't i don't want her to be dragging or having a hard time making those healthy choices so depending on what her what she was doing it was really just making small tweaks and listening to what she liked and what she needed and meeting her halfway or Mm. allowing for her to have that creative freedom daily and that's what I think is so interesting about light structure I mean it's I created the fab four because I needed it because I couldn't be Atkins and I couldn't be Mediterranean and I couldn't be vegan and I couldn't be I just wanted to go like well, it, does it really matter if I'm having a soft pretzel or rice, like when my body digests that, what is the end product? And if the end product is the same, there are no bad foods.
0: Mm. It's not about what you can't eat; it's about what you can eat, which is everything. Yeah. Which is everything. It's, I mean, yeah.
1: yeah, there are no bad foods. I oh, I say that a lot to my boyfriend. He's like, "Is this healthy?" And I'm like, "I'm, I'm like thinking about it," and, I'm, and then I just always go to. What's the rule? There are no bad foods. Right. Um, You mentioned, like, long hours and how, like, when she's shooting at night and stuff. And sometimes when I'm working on our show, we have really long hours. I know a lot of glomies here work jobs where there's long hours. I'm curious for that because, for me, my go-to in those situations is, like, slam that coffee, like get through it because I'm so tired. I'm curious what your opinion is of that and what your specific tips are for if you are working long and how to keep your energy up. And Like in an afternoon slump kind of situation? Similar to that, yeah. Like an afternoon slump or the slump from, you know, if you're just the grind yeah
2: yeah so i would say be careful with caffeine um i drink coffee i mean so many people have been like you're pregnant are you still drinking coffee because a lot of people cut coffee out Mm really and i'm like i'm allowed to have 200 milligrams so i'm having a cup of coffee like um, lay it down you tell them girl (laughs) yeah and i you know looking at the research there isn't anything that a cup of coffee cup of coffee is not gonna have negative side effects like I feel comfortable with that and some people don't and that's cool too you gotta do you right too um but I would be careful with the caffeine because when we overdo caffeine like I've had clients come to me you know basically dying to be skinny here in LA and they're like the vente iced. <sighs> iced cold brews all day long the and Mary they Ketosin don't understand yeah 2006 yeah hmm. they don't understand why it's not working and the, the reason why it's not working is when you have too much caffeine your adrenal glands release adrenaline and adrenaline can cause the release of cortisol a stress mm-hmm. hormone and those two hormones together adrenaline and cortisol cause your liver to take stored sugar and dump it in your bloodstream oh So all of a sudden you're having a blood sugar spike because your body's like, oh, shoot, we're going to have to run from a bear or a lion. So let's biologically prepare this person for it because they're going into battle, right? You're drinking caffeine to go. And so you feel like you're going into battle and your body prepares for that. It dumps sugar in your bloodstream. So what happens? Your blood sugar goes up and you crash down. And so then it perpetuates poor choices. Does that
0: happen to Jennifer Garner too?
2: (laughs) (laughs) We have her on one cup of coffee a day. Okay. How do you... This may be the
1: beginning of a new segment that I'm going to start because I'm really obsessed with knowing what people... How how do you drink your coffee?
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, It totally depends. Uh, There are days when I wake up and I know that we have a brunch or something Mm -hmm. with friends and I might lean on a heavy fat like coconut oil or MCT oil and blend my coffee with that, sort of a modified bulletproof. Oh. To So I don't pull a, no offense, but so I don't pull like a sugar fish where I'm ready to like go next door and kill <laughs> someone until, <laughs> if I can't get my like egg scramble yeah. sort of situation.
1: Oh, that's
0: interesting. So that'd be like a holdover almost if you're doing a later breakfast. Yeah,
2: so I'll use that uh, as a pause. So do smart. you double up
0: on, uh, do you do the MCT and a ghee or... Sometimes,
2: yeah, I just kind of gauge my hunger. Like, do I need two tablespoons of fat? Can I get away with one? Are we going in two hours or are we going in one? And I, you know, I think we're always, which is so funny because food is everywhere here in the United States. We're always Absolutely. so afraid that we're going to be hungry. I know. It's so sad. Uh, but Terrified. Yeah. And it's. But learning to turn off hunger kind of takes that away. So, like, I'll use those little pause buttons, like, maybe a thicker, you know, more of a bulletproof style if I'm in a brunch. But if I'm going to have a smoothie for breakfast mm-hmm. and it's going to happen within one to two hours of waking up, I might just throw a little almond milk in it. Um, I like New Barn, a company called Malk, Treehouse. Mm. These are all um, almond milks without a bunch of fillers.
1: Have you? Do you have thoughts on oat milk?
2: Um, I think it's an interesting thing. Um it's not my favorite because I don't understand why someone would use oil. Well, it's just great. It's grain based, uh. um, oats, you know, and there's cross contamination with gluten and it, um, it, when you talk about what you can get, not that any of these milks are so nutritious. No offense. They're mm-hmm. not like a cashew milk, an almond milk, a coconut. Coconut milk, real coconut milk is probably the most nutritious, like a mm-hmm. hemp milk, something like that. But like an oat milk and like some of these nuts, nut milks, it's really just like a creamy water. It's making you feel like it's a milk, but it's not giving you a lot of nutritional density at all. Hmm. But you're still going to get more nutritional density from a nut or a seed milk than you will from like a a grain milk. I need someone out there to make a pumpkin milk.
0: They, It's one of the, remember Lee said that that's pumpkin seed milk is you don't have to strain it or strain it. You just mix pumpkin seeds but and I, water and you don't have to soak them or strain it. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the same with
2: cashews too. Whenever you have that soft, make- buttery type of a... Uh, milk and also like if you make your own almond milk, um, the skins pop off. Yeah, and that makes it uh, way more creamy. Hmm. Mm, oh my god, that that would be Jennifer Garner level work for me to individually <laughs>
0: peel off the skins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. That's gonna for be the sure. next level.
1: So if you're not doing coffee to get through those long hours, is there like so you're saying like a protein snack or something like that?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll use a protein snack. I'll use water. I love like little water. Like, yeah, so oh. so we'll take, like, um a lot of times people are really dehydrated. Yeah. So we'll get a really big um, glass of water, and we'll either do um, a, green, a green tab mix in, like an 8G, um, maybe a noon tablet with electrolytes. I might do a splash of apple cider vinegar, a squeeze of lemon, mm. kind of like that bitter taste to wake you up, huh. and then reevaluate, like, 20 minutes later. Was I just really thirsty and tired, or am I still really hungry? And if you're hungry, then protein-based snack is like definitely a go-to. But if you need another coffee, I think one of the best things you can do um, do you guys know Four Sigmatic Foods? Oh we yeah, love. they're
1: one of our sponsors. We love them.
2: Yeah, so I would do like one of their mushroom coffees um, and I would pair it with maybe a coconut milk that is a little higher in fat because anytime you pair caffeine with fat, it slows that me- the metabolism of caffeine. So you don't have a- such an aggressive response with cortisol and adrenaline. So you're not gonna have that fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Another way to do it is if you pair it with an adaptogen. So anytime someone has like a massive coffee habit, I might say, can you put a little rhodiola or ashwagandha in your latte in the afternoon or take, if it's easier, take a little rhodiola at 3 p.m. You know, Gaia herbs, makes them in pills. Mm-hmm. Ashwagandha you can get from Now Foods. Um, you know, you just take a couple of those pills and then have a coffee so that you lower your body's response to that stress.
0: Yeah, because doesn't, I know ashwagandha like protects your body against the cortisol. It's also, doesn't cortisol cause belly fat?
2: Yeah, most of the time, most of the time, cortisol. Yeah, if you've ever seen those Slim Quick commercials, oh, <laughs> those like that, those that little like shady. stick figure lady. <laughs> um Basically, yeah, <laughs> I, cortisol. Is, that was
0: my that that was my diet guru before meeting you. Just those commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I got all my information.
2: <laughs> that uh that definitely is. It you know if you've chronic stress, it it's gonna it's gonna keep a layer on the body for yeah, sure. Absolutely.
0: This has been. I know you're an amazing wealth of information you're so glowy and so kind like your kindness your
1: presence
0: is like calming
1: more important than everything else at this point thanks guys yeah it's been
2: really fun to be here
0: yeah I feel even if for just the last hour I do feel like Jessica Alba (laughs) <laughs> and you've been telling me what to do this week. And I just, I love it.
1: Wait, I also saw you work with Hannah Simone. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, she's a friend of mine. Oh, awesome. And she will do this podcast. She said she will, guys. So that's coming. I also want to tell people I talked to Jenny Slate. She's going to do it, too. Those are coming. Sorry.
0: Esther, we know. You don't have to. <laughs> i yeah. you explain yourself. Just a
2: tease for everyone. Okay, the tease is good. Um, but, yeah, that's so cool that you work with her. She's such a sweetheart. And talk about, I mean, like, I was... Knock on wood, I've had a really pretty nice and easy pregnancy, but there were a couple of weeks where I couldn't put sentences together, and I felt like I had m- mommy brain and was a little nauseous and super tired. Oh. And our session was then. Like, she mm-hmm. had just had her baby, and she was coming back, and she was going to be you know, filming her new show. And so she's like, God, yeah, come to my house, and we'll sit down and talk. And I got there, and I was about to, like, throw up on her face, but also <laughs> I had watched every single that. New Girl episode ever, and I am rarely, like excited starstruck sort of and i just sat there and was like this is real life
0: <laughs> i think i speak for all of us when i say it would be an honor to be vomited on
2: by you yeah. Yeah. i mean i know would like that. to be my baby and i can vomit on you <laughs> I no, it, it would good. be an
0: honor and it would probably be more nutritious than some of the meals that i've had her husband is couple.
1: gonna like have a talking with you like mm-hmm. back off oh no yeah. i
0: hope not he seems cool yeah i, I know think he, he, he does <laughs>
1: um it's pretty chill yeah. I'm, like, so scared to let you go because I feel like I'm going to have more questions. But. I know. I'm <laughs> racking my brain trying to think of more questions. I
0: mean, I, it was just it's so amazing I that know. you came on. So amazing meeting you.
1: And your Instagram
2: is Be Well by Kelly okay
1: good that's going to be a great resource for everyone
2: everyone needs to go follow you and And your book is
1: Body Love
2: my book is Body Love if there are people out there that are really interested in nutrition um, I host a functional nutrition training program on Mind Body Green um, with doctors like Dr. Mark Hyman and Dr. Lipman Um, these are big doctors out of like the Cleveland Clinic and um, Dr. Taz they go into hormones they go into different lifestyle diets and kind of understanding how to really like fuel your body for the future wow Esther
0: and I will be hosting a summit with Dr. Pepper <laughs> <laughs> about how oh, delicious well, soda is. Dr. Know.
1: Kevorkian <laughs> uh, some of our doctors <laughs> Dr. Zayas Dr. J I, Dr. Zayas <laughs> um well if- Thank, thank you, you, you so you much. We forgot hope- Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. We actually couldn't book Dr. Dre. He was unavailable. Scheduling, but your something? friends
2: maybe in the future <laughs> yeah, he'll be on. You know,
1: he said
0: he would come on at a later date. He and Hannah. No, yeah, it.
1: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was thank you so amazing much. Amazing to meet you. I hope that you'll come back. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh my
0: God! I even just hearing you say that, I is know. with
1: joy. And now I feel confident I can unlock the doors of the studio and let you go, since oh. I know he'll come back to us. <laughs> (laughs) Exactly.
2: Keep offering me sparkling water, and I will be here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Kelly,
1: you're a goddess. Yeah. And out. We love you. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.